Hello, welcome to episode two of the Skip It podcast, where you're encouraged to skip it, but if you want to listen, that would be great. The first and only podcast where we review and appreciate the 1960s TV show Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Thanks for joining us, and I'm joined by Lee. Hello, everyone. And Ashwin. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Lee. Hey. And yeah, this is the second episode. Thanks for joining us. It's good to be here. Two episodes sounds like quite a long time. It's longer than any other podcast I've done before, so I'm, I'm <laughs> into And I'm really appreciative that you're back because uh, it makes me think that you probably maybe had fun at the last one, um, which is good. Nothing else to do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think it's just fun to talk about Skippy. That's the thing. And we're on to the uh, second episode of Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. It's called Sports Car Rally. I can let you know while you're doing a bit of... Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. ...that it was directed by Max Vinell, who actually Mm -hmm. was a really credited director, particularly in the 60s. I had a look. He had a lot of shows on his plate. He directed 36 episodes of Skippy, many other shows. He did another show in the 60s called Walter and and Connie, which I'd never heard of before, but he did 39 episodes of that. And in the 80s, he directed 35 episodes of Neighbours. Yes, um, yes, correct. I did take note of that. Um, and neighbors, uh, young doctors as well. That was all I found. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how he kept those shows quite distinct. Like he never saw too many kangaroos in neighbors. Like he was happy to reinvent himself. Some directors don't do that. Every every series, every project looks the same. But I'm glad he, he was able to keep those worlds separate. You know what else, Ashwin? Young doctors. None of them were kangaroos. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could have been young uh, vets, but he didn't. No. Also, it was uh, written by. This is a funny name, uh, Cresswick Jenkinson. Original story by Lee Robinson. And then we've got two guest stars as well on this show. And I want to talk about these guest stars because one of them, and Ashwin, I'm not, I don't know, I want to actually get the uh, lowdown for you if you know about this Australian legend that is the Gorgor Mobile Man. Yes, you do? I know. Yes. But I only know him from the Scottish ads years later. So are you saying that it's connected to this episode in some way? Well, no. Well, the guy Andrews? No, who... just a completely... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I just needed to say this stuff, actually. No, the, one of the fellows, uh, Tony Dystart, named Andrews, he was the Gorgomobile man on the uh, Yellow Pages commercials, I think. Uh, and they basically... Uh, this was obviously a very early acting gig, um, but he became like, um, you know, one of those, like, not happy Jen and all those Australian ads. I haven't had one since the kids. Um, <laughs> all those ads. Yes. <laughs> and he basically um, was on these Gorgomobile ads where he was a guy trying to explain what a Gorgomobile is on the phone. Are you deliberately saying Gorgo or Gogo? No, because I have to say Gorgo Mobile because he's Scottish and that's the way he <laughs> says it. It's Gogo Mobile. But he says Gorgo Mobile and he has to spell it out. And Lee, how does he spell it out? He spells it out, you might be surprised to know G O G G O. So, yeah. Um, so, look, there's so much to talk about in this episode. Um, do you, but but was, you know who we're he, talking about, Ashwin? I do know. I, I just know him from the insurance commercials. Oh, okay. From po- where he where he was riding on the success of being the Gorgomobile Man. Yeah, um, I saw him on the parody of the parody. 
Yes, yeah. yeah. So who was he in this episode, Johnny? So he was. Uh, so there's two extra characters. Uh, there's Morley and Andrews. Uh, Morley's played by P- Bruce Barry. He sort of gave me um, Jeffrey Rush vibes. He sort of, I don't know, talked like him. And um, he's been in quite a few different things as well. He was in Ned Kelly with Mick Jagger. Patrick, which is, I know, a very well-known, famous Australian thriller uh, hor- uh, sort of horror movie. The Flying Doctors, a oh, whole bunch of stuff. We also have the main cast back, uh, which is Matt, who, for those who didn't hear us last week, Matt played by Ed Devereaux. Sonny's back as Matt's kid. Gary yes. Pankhurst plays him. Mark, the older brother, played by Ken James. And Jerry, the helicopter bush ranger, played by Tony Bonner. Yes, so it's all the... Um, minimum cast <laughs> and matt is in this episode for the whole episode so i remember this episode for it's it's quite tense beginning because i like to build up to my drama but i notice in this episode skippy's trying to cross the road and you know and he's not making it he's stopping he's, he's actually really frustrating me how she was just sitting on this road and there's quite a unique moment where sunny and this is a talent I think we've lost as a culture. We've lost the ability to summon native fauna. Oh my years. god, yeah. And oh, definitely. Just this beautiful moment where Sonny sticks a leaf in his mouth well, and is able to produce his own natural trumpet uh, and gets Skippy uh, across the road. Well, I want to talk about that because that that ahead. is that is pretty iconic. All of that. Um, and um, well, okay, let's just dive straight into it. Sports car rally. We have like, but the opening shot is insane. You have this emu crossing a road. And this guy's like, there's no stunt there. A car barrels past it, misses it by like a couple of feet. And then the emu like looks at it going, whoa, how rude. And then walks off into the bush. Yeah. There were probably um, eight emus involved in the shooting. Patty, <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you can't get it to hit a mark. You can't tell the emu stop here. That's the safe spot away from but, the car. That but was this sense. is the thing. Okay, so I, I want to give, um, we should probably just give a bit of a premise. So there's going to be a sports car rally going through the park, which we'll find out. Um, and so the first shot is basically an emu crossing a road, narrowly avoids getting hit by a convertible. And this, these guys are driving really fast. They do not speed up this footage. They are driving super fast. And well, that's where I thought the reaction shot of the emu looking stunned was probably real. Yes, yes. So it starts with two of these cars just racing on one convertible, one red car. And so, and then, so we've got these near miss. And then, Sunny, you, it cuts to uh, this next, the uh, next opening shot, uh, which Ashwin just mentioned, which was Sunny running across the road. And this is funny because it's almost like he deliberately does it. He runs across the road and he's not a fast kid. He does not run super elegantly. And he runs across the road, gets up on a rock on the other side and he does his iconic, gets the leaf out, um, the bush, the gum leaf, folds it, puts it in his mouth and whistles. And it's almost like he deliberately is calling Skippy to get into the middle of the road or something. Yeah, Skippy stops. He doesn't keep <laughs> going. He and then so basically, yeah, so they he hops across the road and it's almost like a setup. Sonny yells him, hurry up, Skip. And then the car came comes around the bend, honks at Skip. He hops out of the way. And then, yeah, basically he almost gets knocked down by a car too. Can I tell you an interesting fact? In the last year, according to... Peter, Australia, there were mm. 7,992 kangaroo collisions recorded. Whoa. 7,992. So I suppose, yes, it looks ridiculous that 
skippy stops in the middle of the road, but it seems to be Look, a trend. That well, Lee, what about all those collisions that kangaroos don't report? That's the one. <laughs> exactly. Last minute, Sonny does save him. No, he does. He go. He gets him off the road, and then he hugs Skip. He's like a bit traumatized about it all. And then the man driving the red car, he catches up. And then it cuts to Jerry and Mark, the youngest son. Yeah, they're in the chopper. That's right. And they're just like hovering over the top, aren't they? Yeah, so Mark and Jerry are in the chopper and they spot the racers and they say, let's slow them down. And they sweep the racers. One of them. Yes. Which is, I suppose, a reaction. Not Mm. really necessary since he's in a car. Ducking's not going to. No. But he ducks. And one thing I noticed, though, is that after they were satisfied with their swooping, slowing him down strategy, there was a really long shot. And this this happened quite a few times. Whenever there's a helicopter, they really linger on the shot. So they had a very long shot of this helicopter landing. Mm. I'm guessing it was probably because it was fairly impressive back in the 60s. Yes. You've got to get your money's worth. Now, I'm not an engineer, but do you think that helicopter looked like it was made of Meccano? Yes, it didn't look stable. Um, But then again, it it looked like it was built by Jerry and Mark, so maybe that's it. It was a kit. It didn't feel like it was roadworthy or approved, but it seems to serve as a purpose. Yeah, so they say, look at those idiots, and then they go down, swoop at them, they try to slow them down. They fly over the cars. Um, Jerry lands the chopper. And yeah, he's a very long chopper shot. Mark says, better tell dad. Well, then they're back um, to the house and, and Matt. Yeah, they find Matt. Dad. He's on the phone. He's getting angry because some clown, oh, that's right. as yes. he called him, gave someone permission to do something, but we don't know what yet. He's just very angry yep. uh, that there was some letter, which we end up finding out was that it was because the sports guy rally was being permitted to go through the national park. Yes. They had an official letter and he wants to know who gave permission. I think that's really important to him. Mm. Um, and we don't find out who gave permission. I was actually really interested. It's like who, what, what idiot gave permission to do a rally in a national park. But that was a, a real reminder of an issue that's common today where the politicians seem out of touch with, people on the ground. I thought that, well, we could all relate to that. We were mm-hmm. imagining a person in a suit from the Department of National Parks yeah. doing something like this. Who's and, never actually been to and this problem. poor public servant trying to do his best with the bare minimum. Um, races come up to him and he gets yeah. assured by them that it's safe because there's no other cars on the road. And that's when the dad really takes a stand and says, no, it's the animals that we have to worry about. And the racers are like, animals why would we worry about those things yeah and then what I oh, like yeah, they do that they cut to the dad or, or matt and they cue the tense music like you just know mm. when they say that like now the tense music comes in pissed off he reminds them that you know what animals in this park are protected by the law and then he threatens them with the book if yes. they hurt even one animal that was um, a tense moment because how do you resolve that how do you run a race without killing at least one animal. It's, it's inevitable. Well, I think, That's I quite think, tense. Well, they, they almost hit two on the way to yeah. Matt's place. So it confused Matt when he said, like, what do you think you're driving here? And the guy said, Megogomobile. And he's like, you're what? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah. Oh, dear. Like, because that was a really weird interaction because Morley's like just totally doesn't give a shit about, like, 
And then he's sort of like, Molly's a bit of a psycho, hey. But what I liked is that Mark, like the older kid, basically says, Yeah, we should do, Dad. We should wreck their cars. And then, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. <laughs> breaking the law to stop them from breaking the law would be a good idea, son. Oh, what a lesson. Yeah. He's yeah, such that, a great dad. That's philosophy there. Do the means justify the ends? I mean, that's it's quite a, it's a ranger and a philosopher. I know. And Mark's just like, Oh, he's so full of rage. And then Jerry's sort of pissed off too. He's like, we should be stopping him now, you know, and yeah. obviously they can't do anything um, and they have to let the race go ahead. Um, I'm I'm guessing these guys are just charting the route for the race. I don't understand oh, why like, they, yeah. why they, they have to yeah. go so freaking fast. <laughs> I, I guess you I, need to know with the bends how fast I, can you take a jump. Yeah, I sort of thought that, but it's just like insane how fast they're going. I'm probably just um, sussing out how many roadblocks, aka yeah. animals, there were. One emu, one kangaroo. Um, <laughs> and also, had no one in 1968 heard of dividing lines? Zero. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, so they, they go, the men, uh, so they do the chat with Matt. Everyone's unhappy and they head off and they ask, can we leave one of the cars? And then that's when Mark says, we should wreck their fancy cars. And then, yeah, so the men head off. I have a scene where Sonny's just like running down the road, which is like, he just had like a incident with a car just hitting his friend, his koala friend. And then they're running down the round. They find a koala, bloody koala. <laughs> doing they're all over the place and this is cool this This bit i want to talk to you guys about this part gets into what we were talking about last episode and with the communication between skippy sunny and the other animals now this is what i got offering thing sunny can talk to skip Skip can talk to Sonny. Skip can talk to other animals, but Sonny can't. Liquid infusion was again the sound effect. That koala was you sound like a chimp. It was. Yeah. I thought it was bleating like a sheep. Oh, maybe a sheep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No wonder he can't understand him. He's like this bloody koala's talking sheep. <laughs> and it's funny because what I noticed was um, this. Is what I took note of was like Sonny stops for the koala. Skippy just keeps on a hop, <laughs> like he doesn't, you I know, like he doesn't really care. After he got the koala off the road, he puts him in his like, go up, go away. He puts him on a rock. He puts him on a rock and he's like, go up, go, go back to your home. And then he doesn't. So Skippy swears at him, uses him for not he hurrying up. Basically tells him like, to fuck off. He pretty much because he says like. <laughs> And then Sonny's like, ooh, that's pretty strong language there. Don't let yeah. my dad hear you. Yeah, better not tell dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was hilarious, that bit. What I wish yeah. they would have done is cut to the next scene, which is when he is telling on Skippy to his dad, and he's like, oh, dad, this the, Skippy's <laughs> real foul language. Like, well, and his dad, he like, he, he called a koala mind. a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's really... Well, he is an Australian animal. It makes sense. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It is probably the most Australian thing a kangaroo can do. So, yeah, that, that was really funny. So, Skippy abuses the koala and then... He finds a tree that's, like, fallen over in the road. Yeah, they Skippy, they go run off together. Skippy immediately loses Sonny, like, in the bush. And Sonny's like, Skippy, where are you? And then... He finds Skippy that found this obstacle in the road. Dun, yeah, dun, dun. Says, we better go report this to Dad. Yeah. 
And then meanwhile, we cut to the racers who are lost and they're turning back the way they came. They are, they're driving through some pretty nice scenic ocean views. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. And there's another koala crossing the road. Another they very close call. That just miss it. Tense. That was another Yeah, time. that was very that tense. Just scary as for how fast they're going towards those animals. And then they knock it down with the wind of the car almost. Well, that's what I was thinking. The koala was somehow hurt, but it looked like probably there was a producer or someone like squashing it down from behind. <laughs> doing something to make it look hurt. I don't know how he did that, but it was just not pleasant. In pain. That was also a lesson I learned from this. If you don't have many characters or a complex story just have frequent near-death experiences <laughs> and you have an entertaining tale well, we're up to our third near animal miss and i was thinking through this thing it's like they're not going to show an animal getting hit by a car like that, yeah, that not, the outtake. it's the kids it's <laughs> no well, that was a yeah that were the ones they didn't make into the scene but the you know it's a kids show so they're not going to do that ultimately um, and everyone's going to learn a lesson. So it wasn't going to be the animals that are going to ultimately be in danger. So they, um, Molly and the Andrews are driving, fanging it still, just going insane. But the weird thing was that they come across the log, but it's almost shot like they're going down a straight road. So mm. it's like, why couldn't they have just seen it earlier? Why wouldn't you edit it as a bend or something, and then they crash into it. Some really good editing, though, for the crash because they yeah. didn't want to crash that convertible for of for whatever reason. And so there's a, and then uh, the, the camera spinning, 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 and then uh, yeah, and then it cuts to zoom. Well, a zoom cut. Sunny in the bush, hearing it. So it was like, huh? Yeah. And it zoom cuts onto his face and then uh, fades to the car upside down, the By convertible. The of a cliff as well. Off the, oh, yeah. Smoking on the side of a cliff slash gorge. And Morley is underneath the convertible stuck. His friends on this, the Gorgomobile man is on this weird angle where he's like laying down on a rock, but like his head's sort of. At the bottom, yeah, it's a weird angle. Yeah, totally he tried fine. to like strike the most Gumby pose possible. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't... I think that must have been in the script. It looked like a really painful place to land, but it looked really silly at the same time. Yeah, it would have been better if he was just sort of like uh, impaled on a tree or something. Yeah. You know, and that wouldn't really be the kids. Oh, maybe so... not. But <laughs> yeah. you know, or or at least like. Uh, I don't know, just on the ground or something like he'd been thrown. But yeah, he was very awkwardly on this rock, uh, laying upside down. Molly is like crawling out, going, Jeff, where are you? And then Molly sees the car catching fire and he tries to throw dirt on it. So the first thing was when the possum. Oh, that's right. There's a possum. So the possum comes up to the first car and gives him a look. Now, I was trying to work out, what is this look? Is it you got what you deserved or was it a threat? Like, next time we'll do worse than crush your car. I did. A bush gangster. It was so weird because, like, this guy has no fear of driving at 150 kilometers an hour, but he freaked out at the yeah. of the possum. He, he flinches at a possum going by him. What a wuss. Yeah. But um, when then Skippy comes over. Also yes. I think it was um, – now, I think the possum was there to sort of introduce Skippy because I was going, what, is the possum going to help him? And then, poss- then Skippy comes over and gives him, yeah, a, lee, sorry, a look of like, need our help now, don't you? 
Well, so can you tell, like the dirt? So to me, I didn't realize there was a fire. I thought, is he trying to show him he can dig himself out? I assumed he was because there was a shot of some sparks on yeah. some pipes or something. So I think he there was like some sparks, and obviously he was scared that the fire. The car was going to catch fire, and so he was throwing dirt on it. Oh. But then that comes sort of irrelevant after a little bit, because. But the the magical thing is, Skippy's standing over him again, understands what he's trying to do, yeah. and these little kangaroo hands start pushing dirt towards him, and and Morley's like, oh, okay, and starts like throwing more dirt on it. And so I'm assuming the car will is the the fire's out. Then, That's maybe. an interesting the interpretation because I guess when I saw that, I thought, oh, Skippy's trying to dig a hole in front of them to, do, to help him out. Because he was throwing the dirt off to the side and I just thought he was throwing it on the engine. Okay, oh, maybe he was like digging like a Shawshank Redemption where Skippy's trying to build a tunnel. See, yeah. I, I totally might have misinterpreted it. So you guys might, like, if you guys both think that, then it, that's probably what well, it was. There was another possibility, which, which again, getting back to the gangster, was he that was he was trying to bury the guy. Bury him, either bury the evidence, <laughs> or he was trying to finish him off by burying him alive. So there, were, there is that possibility. I'll have to watch that bit again. Anyway, Sonny comes after a little while, and Molly and his friend are badly hurt, and he's like, um... Oh, yeah, this is where these things get, like, totally, like, I don't know, like, Bush MacGyver. And um, so <laughs> Sonny bark. checks on them both. Yes, the bark. And so Johnny, Sonny's, like, checking them both. Um, the guys on the Gorgomobile Man's at a different angle now, um, I think. And then when Sonny's checking on him and then he's really hurt and then the guy says he's stuck and he says, go get help. And he's like... Um, Oh, that'll take me an hour to do that. Skippy will do it in a couple of minutes, which I don't know. I think a kangaroo would still struggle with that. But I also think maybe that's right because I don't know if Sonny can run really fast at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be the most agile kid. So he finds some bark and he scratches the note on Yes. It. He says, take this, yeah, take this yeah, he... to, you know, dad and then he'll come and help. So that was, yeah, ingenuity. Because for those who uh, have never lived without cell phones in the 60s, there this is the no way you did it. That's how you, text, that's how you texted people. Yeah. <laughs> it was One cool. thing I noticed in that scene is, is that also, like, this kid is trying to save your life and he kept calling him boy. Mm. And I don't know. Surely there's a more respectful word than bit, boy when someone's bit, trying to say. Bit condescending, life. yeah. Bit condescending, yeah. So he writes this thing on the bark, which I and it's pretty amazing. But then I sort of felt it was a little bit weird him putting it in Skippy's pouch. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like he didn't even ask. Um, yeah, very presumptuous. That's very law. That's rape. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I, I felt. Is that a sexual assault? Putting your yeah, definitely. That show would have been cancelled after episode two. Yeah. So yeah, a they long shot of Skippy hopping through the bush on his way back to the house. Yeah. Another really long shot, and then that's when Matt takes the station wagon. Yeah. To a fire that someone's left burning. And that seemed so random, didn't it? Like, but it was to set up the fact that Skippy heard the noise of the extinguisher, and that's how he was able to trace the sound to find. Matt. Yeah, he he suddenly went, "I can hear something," and headed off in a different direction. Yeah, so it was like and... nice to set it up. But then what was kind of crushing is that he finally gets to him just as a dad's driving away, and there's this look of him yeah. just looking so exhausted. I know, like, oh, poor Skip. <laughs> but that what was weird with that was uh, Matt comes out and he talks to Jerry and that, and he says uh, he's got to go. And they're just working on the chopper and both Jerry and Mark. And Matt 
says he's got to go pick up a doctor or Clancy or something weird. I don't know. Unrelated to putting out fires with an extinguisher. And so he must have just randomly come saw the fire and come across it. And, and abandoned put, his original plan. Yeah, and abandoned his original plan. But then obviously, then, you know, we'll catch up where Skippy actually is hopping behind the car and he sees him in the uh, rearview mirror. What was going on in that? Because that shot of him, that looked like Skippy was skateboarding. He was just floating in the rearview mirror behind it could, He could have just been in a tra- on a trailer behind the car. <laughs> he wasn't hopping. He was just flying like a sweater. <laughs> Yeah, there were a couple of moments where this felt like a crossover episode. Like, that was very Terminator-esque. <laughs> 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 jump, jump, jump. Did you yeah. have that uh, metal music? Yeah. Yeah. And the other moment was when the helicopter scene at the start was very Airwolf and the way the yes. trouble was. So like, yes. There's a couple of crossover references in this episode. But then when he gets out of the car, though, so after the float, Yeah, he, Skippy, catches, he Skippy catches Skippy. up with him. So he knows a Skippy. He he then asks him what he's doing he's... there, which suggests does he also understands Skippy. And that's when Skippy gives him the bark with a note, and the dad's like, all right, hop in, and I'll drive you the way. Can I also just say it felt a bit weird, Matt, pulling that bark out of Skippy's pouch as well <laughs> um but did you yeah. love the uh message on it like you couldn't have got, gotten a better message read that. i think the thing that that was written on the bark was like, an x crash car x and it had a little bend and then it said carrar bend and i was like that's what a geez like survival kid he just knows how to cut to the chase i thought that yeah. could have made a better message that's right he'd be a great coder Yes, yeah, just shortening stuff, abbreviate. Yeah, but can I say when when Skippy pulled that bark out of her pouch, her hands look kind of manky. I don't know. Uh, if now, what did you we'll think of get, Skippy's hands at that moment? I want to. Yeah, well, like this is an elephant in the room that I want to get to, and that is the obvious dead kangaroo that they use <laughs> for props for when Skippy is needed to do stuff articulated with the hands, just like poking or prodding mainly. But like, also there obviously was like a, I think like stuffed kangaroo that they used. Um, But yeah, there's obviously, it's either a real pouch with dead kangaroo hands on it or um, uh, just a whole dead kangaroo with them. And I'm imagining they had the props dudes would have had these dead kangaroo hands up to the elbows maybe. And they'll just be on broomsticks or something. Yes. It would be morbid, and it would have been really disturbing. Yeah, and you can feel that death. I think they should have done it like you know when you've got a, a, an older brother, and he'll grab your wrists, and he will say, "Stop punching yourself! Stop punching oh, yes. yourself!" Yeah. yeah, with a live kangaroo. Yeah, exactly. Like holding a kangaroo's hands, like doing it. Yeah. But I think the problem is kangaroo hands are really short, so the camera would have to be like zoomed up. Real, like they wanted the wider angle so hangs yes. sticks with dead kangaroo hands on it um i'm assuming that's what they had and so yeah that like that's a whole other thing because we'll see, get to a shot later when sort of s- later on when skippy hops to action and um yeah and there's really some, definitely a dead kangaroo there ashwin when you say manky hands you really mean decomposing hands from- <laughs> or just stiff stiff yeah. uh really stiff good. dead hands they I just look lifeless yeah yes. just lifeless and not not fun, not fun. I don't think they season. had the animatronic uh, technology back then for the uh, full articulated uh, kangaroo yeah. hands. But or this is something we can sort of uh, hopefully hope for if they ever remake 
Skippy. Um, yeah. Just one last thought on yeah, this, mate. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna have dead hands, have the whole kangaroo be dead, like a weekend at Bernie's kind of situation, <laughs> where you're just taking a dead kangaroo around, solving adventures. At least it's consistent. Well, this is, what you've got now is inconsistent I, I and wanted, disgusting. Anyway, they uh, so hop. Uh, Skippy hops into the back of the station wagon, and it's sort of weird because the music is really jolly. Then sort of turns a little bit serious, like when they're heading off, when it's like. They're supposed to be going after a car accident. Shouldn't it be a little bit more exciting? You know, it just was a bit whimsical for me. Tonally, it could be better. And then they cut back to Sonny, back with the like the throne racer as he's like attending him, making him comfortable. And that's when yeah, he's... he arrives with Sonny, brings him up to speed of what's happened. And then yes. the dad starts to try to push the car mm-hmm. off the crush dude. Mm. It hurts him. And then dad needs to call Jerry and Mark on the chopper for a hook and a rope. Yeah, and it was very lo-fi, the hook and rope thing, because they just hung it out of the actual cockpit. And, yeah, so they basically go come to the rescue, and there are some really nice cot chopper shots of them, like, hovering over the bush and stuff, yeah. uh, going to the um, crash site, and they uh, find the crash site, and then they lower the hook, but then I think the wind catches it or something, yeah. Yeah. and... Now, does it get hooked on the other side of the gorge? Because it's very confusing the way they shoot it. Like it was really far, well, particularly because of the setup, which we'll get to about Skippy and his super jump. But yes, yes. Like on the tree on the other side because the wind grabbed it. Yeah. And now the chopper's kind of anchored. And, and, but it's like super dangerous. I'd imagine that's like the worst thing for a chopper to ever oh, happen yeah. to it. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the most like no-no thing to do. Um, so they're hooked onto this thing. Skippy, of course, comes well, barreling through. What I liked is that you see Skippy putting his arm around Sonny, like whispering in his ear, probably saying, I'll handle do this. this. Don't yeah. worry about this. I yeah. got this. You just, you just sit back and watch. And Sonny goes, watch yeah. out, Dad. Get out of the way or something. <laughs> this Superman jump. They should, have, the they should have had the um, they, that sound effect they have for the um, you know, Million Dollar Man or whatever, the Bionic Man. And so basically he does a super chunk over this gorge, which... If you look at the gorge, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and he, he gets to the other side and immediately takes the hook, unhooks the hook. Now, that's the shot I want to talk to Ashwin about, getting back yeah. to the, the dead kangaroo. Now, there's a clear shot where that head of a kangaroo, it oh, is a yeah. stuffed head kangaroo, and then there's two little hands coming up from the bottom trying yeah. to, like, unhook the hook. Now, that shot, I just thought, yeah, definitely – stop and look at that one because that's really interesting it just gives the whole thing a zombie like quality <laughs> yeah it's a bit scary um and that's the thing about these 60s shows that they have this creepiness that we don't notice at the time but here we go that is really creepy and weird and i think you're right with the zombie thing ashman because when skippy if you remember he jumps back and then begins to eat the flesh off the <laughs> under the car so that was uh, what? yeah, that's right. Forgot about that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. This is the zombie episode. Yeah, so it it's pretty amazing. So Skippy, he just helps everybody. Does a super leap. He's a su- super kangaroo. Can I just say um, we've been calling Skippy he for like the oh, last. Oh, so she. Uh, sorry. We, we do, we do but, that, yeah. No, I think maybe because it was an action scene, and we're just yeah. This is the, the first female action hero kangaroo that Australia had ever seen. Yeah, and, so well, yeah. So the car was able to be lifted up now that the hook could be attached to the bottom of it. The guy was dragged out. The car looked like it was then being flown away. And Mark was like giving his dad the thumbs up. 
Yeah, yeah. How powerful that chopper was. Yeah, the helicopter yeah, was, was really. There was a really weird, like, dangerous-looking shot when Morley is getting pulled out from underneath the car. Oh yeah, it, it looks like they're him. actually lifting a car up with a helicopter, and he's under, and it. the actors are underneath it, and there's like they stumble, like. Um, like worried. Matt looks like he always looks like oh shit like I've uh, <laughs> and the car looks like it almost hits Matt where he has to push it away from yeah. him because yeah. it's swinging around randomly. So yeah, they're doing their own stunts. I'm pretty sure they were the two guys. That was not acting. That was genuine terror. <laughs> that was them just going. We are in a weirdly dangerous situation to film this <laughs> stupid television show. show. Yeah, really <laughs> powerful. And then yeah. after that's free, he points to Skippy, who's standing on a large rock again, surveying his kingdom like he does, <laughs> like Conan the kangaroo. And then uh, proud of his work, just yeah, saves a day, pretty much. Saves a day, and that's when we get yeah. to the last scene of the races. Who've learned their lesson telling Matt Hammond <laughs> they won't race anymore because they now yeah. appreciate how valuable the animals are. Yep. Yeah. And they just had to get into a fatal accident to uh, appreciate uh, Australian nature. Everyone learns a, a valuable lesson at the end of this. Except for the producers who undoubtedly will continue to put the actors in and animals in. And death. animals. Well, more, more probably the animals. But yeah, definitely actors looked like they were in a lot of danger. And like, Matt was also driving really fast too, I noticed. He drove as fast as everybody else in that thing, so I thought that was pretty dangerous. And did the uh, government official who approved the race learn anything? We never learnt about that. We never never hear back about who gave that thing. Do you remember, John, there was that, in the first episode, there was that name of that poacher. I wonder whether... Dr. Stark. Dr. Stark will be... I reckon it's tied up with Dr. Stark. It isn't. It should have been. It has to be. Yeah. Like, it'll come back saying, you're the one who started that rally or whatever or got that approved. There's a connection there. But, yeah, no, it was really, really good episode, I thought, but just very um, hair-raising for the animals, literally. Yeah. I mean, it was meant to be tense, but it was <sighs> an extra layer of tension because, because you knew that they were just... It was real. Yes. There yeah. was no stunts there. Yes. There was no glue screen of a emu... And then, like, they composited it on top no. of, of... No, they literally <laughs> said action. They pushed the emu into the road so that, <laughs> that when the, the car, car came, had to avoid it. Yeah, but it, which didn't. It just kept driving straight. Yes, drives straight and misses it by hair. Oh, God, yeah. What an episode. It was insane, that. I think that with this TV show, it had a very unique relationship with animals because I think it was a big thing where, like, the 60s was a free-for-all for this sort of stuff with, like, So animal- you think... You think when the kangaroo becomes endangered, it'll get a new level of respect? Maybe. But then, like, I think also it's a cute animal and people don't like eating, you know, like the association of animals getting killed, you know, and and just in general, that sort of thing. So, like, um, but then, like, I just sort of see as it's like a marsupial version of a deer. That's what I think a kangaroo is almost. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... That it's just a deer, and people eat deer food. I don't like eating any of them, so that's oh, that's right. Lee's the vegetarian. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, but overall, good episode, and leads us into episode three. Oh yes, the next episode will be the Golden Reef. Skin diving geologists find alluvial gold. Sorry, I'm a bit bad with that. Thieves move in with spear guns, and once again, Matt and Sonny and Skippy are there to stop them. Tune in next week to find out. 
what happens in the Golden Reef. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ashwin. Thanks, Thanks Lee. Thanks, guys. See you later. See ya.